Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. So, let's face it, it's me moaning for like an hour and something about stuff that only bothers me, probably. But there's games, movies, and TV, so there's that. Uh, as I keep saying, this was, uh, you know, these episodes that are coming out sort of now were recorded a few weeks ago. So if there is mention of stuff that happened at the back end of last year, if you get my meaning, I do apologise because, you know, it's just when it was recorded. Before we start, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop in a review if you want to drop and share the podcast around. Word of mouth is a beautiful thing. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the Darkest Timeline Podcast. Hello. How are you? How are you? How are you doing? Are you well? I hope you are. Um, very much one of those weeks where... No, that's not it. Uh, there we go. Very much one of those weeks had little to talk about up until the point. Um, and then the the list like tripled in size. Um, unfortunately, this week's life, uh, put your teeth in, man, this week's list starts on a downer, and knowing my track record these days, I will try to get through this without getting emotional, which apparently is difficult these days. Um... It's one of those things we always say not to date this podcast, but I don't know if that really matters This at this point in time. We've taken you behind the curtains in many ways before. Um, I find in life there are people, hard to describe, but like people that you kind of look up to, um, people that you respect might be the best way of putting it. Um, they can be friends, family members. Um, but in this day and age, more often than not, they are people who who are considered to be famous for one reason or another. Um, what can happen? Sometimes um, is that people pass away. Um, so you can end up in a situation where you're like, oh, I really like that person. I really like what they stand for. I really like what they do. I really like the way they go about things. I really like their, their like ethos sort of situation. Um and then, if that person passes away, um, it can hit you hard. 
because like I say like the the respect kind of aspect of it all um so uh rather than dilly dallying which i've been accused of far too much recently um start this week's podcast by talking about the fact that um racing legend i suppose you would say uh ken block passed away uh now then when i said to uh some uh some of the people some of you know some friends um i was like oh my god ken block has died now this was a twofold thing one ken block died and two the way i found it out was so weird so i said to um a group of people possibly podcast alum uh ken block has died and one of them said uh i don't know who that is and then the second one said yep i'm gonna have to agree i don't know who that is it's like oh okay um <clears throat> for those of you that don't know this is one of those things i don't want to get it wrong so with the power of the computer i am currently recording on i'm just gonna do a little double check <sighs> let's have a look where will it be I imagine if we go to Wikipedia, it might give. Okay, so just make sure we're actually recording. Um, this is <clears throat> this is taken from Wikipedia. Um, so again, it's Wikipedia. Take from that what you will, but I'll just read some bits of the um, the bit at the start. Um, <clears throat> Kenneth Paul Block. Uh, was an American professional rally driver with the Hoonigan Racing Division, formerly known as the Monster World Rally Team. Block was also one of the co-founders of DC Shoes. <clears throat> he also competed in many action sport events, including skateboarding, snowboarding and motocross. After selling his ownership of DC Shoes, Block shifted his business focus to Hoonigan Industries, an apparel brand for auto enthusiasts. He was the co-owner and head Hoonigan in charge <clears throat> at the company before his death. Um, it goes on to talk about um, some of the some of the things that he, he achieved um in the past i have looked into various aspects of his life um and it's basically in those in those couple of lines um he owned co-owned dc shoes and then sold it and made a lot of money i think it was in the hundreds of millions and then reinvented himself as a rally driver and then the story goes, like I say, it's a story. I don't know how true it is. The story goes that <clears throat> whilst doing uh, a race, something had gone wrong so far through one of the stages. And because of that, he decided to just have a bit of fun. Um, a lot of uh, handbrake turns sort of appeared um <clears throat> and it really stood out to people so from that point on 
he sort of uh, went down that route. There's um, the the Jim Carner stuff. There was, uh, I think it was on Amazon, there was a, a documentary about one of the Jim Carners and... Um, Yeah, I've I've enjoyed I've enjoyed his work for a long time. Um, I said I said to I said to the people I was talking to I was like probably one of the most famous things he ever did was he got into a lot of trouble for doing donuts outside London um, like museums and monuments uh, for Top Gear. Um, but a little while ago. I got quite into um, into the stuff that Ken Block was doing. I was loving the Jim Carner stuff. Any fans of uh, the Forza Horizon games? Um, so far into that series of games, Ken Block and his vehicles became a staple um, of those games. So you could drive the the Hoonicorn and the Hoonitruck and various other vehicles of his that he'd made made famous. Um, and yeah, I got really into like a lot of the stuff that was, that he was doing at that time. Got myself a Hoonigan t-shirt, which I, I thoroughly enjoyed wearing. Um, but sometimes these things hit you a little bit harder than you would maybe expect. Um... And it really, it really, it really upset me. It really upset me. Um, the, the I, I've said for years, there are certain people when that when they pass away, I will be very sad. Um, but then there are the people that you don't expect because, in some way, you expect these people to be weirdly like some kind of a you know weirdly immortal um over the last couple over the, even over the last week i keep getting in the car when the when the radio comes on so usually on like planet rock and um meatloaf's on and i'm always like oh meatloaf passed away um i was a huge meatloaf fan in my uh not even in my teenage years like 10, 11 sort of age. Um, so there, there, there are just, there are some people that hit you hard. The, the, the one for me of recent times was the, the Chadwick Boseman uh, when, when he passed away. Um, I still, I still struggle with that one now. I think I said at the time it was because he was the same age as me. So I think, you know, when there's a connection there, something like that could hit you quite hard. Um, it's just so let let me tell you how I found out that Ken, that Ken Block had passed away. Got up one morning, go off into the into the bathroom, got my phone with me. I'm like right, I'm going to check Instagram. I go onto Instagram stories, go through the usual ones that always appear first, then. There is a uh, there are three Instagram stories from Ken Block. One of him driving in the snow, uh, 
one demonstrating that the that the, there's a snowmobile buried in snow and uh, i think there was like two two sort of pictures of that then there was an advert as instagram likes to do and then the next story was from um supercar blonde i think her name is and it was a picture of ken block with the caption r.i.p ken block we've lost a legend and i went what i don't understand i've just i've just looked at these ken block stories and you're saying his dad i was like if this is a joke this is in really poor taste because i don't understand what the joke aspect is is something you know something going on that i don't understand so i googled it and literally it was like seven minutes ago um rally rally legend and youtube star ken block um dies in snowmobile accident and i was just like but i I don't understand what's happening right now what 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 has just happened um so i think that i think the way i found out sort of had a bit of impact and obviously um somebody who i've enjoyed many hours of content in in a variety of different ways to find out that that person has then passed away is hard in itself um i think i watched that documentary twice because it was just some of the stuff they did and some of the stuff they achieved was was mental absolutely mental um if you've never seen if you've never seen any of the Jim Carner stuff, even just put like a clip of it on on YouTube. They're all available on YouTube, to my knowledge. Um, they are just amazing. Um, so yeah, a little bit of a downer to start with. Um, I'm reading a book. I know some people I get it that's a surprise a yes I can read and b I I read books um to be fair I say that a lot so it's probably not that much of a surprise now um but apparently um John has a ball his ball is red um that was that's a that's a joke from many 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 years ago um one of my parents used to make fun of me for my inability to read um jokes on them because obviously years later it was found that i was dyslexic (sighs) i'm reading a book i'm 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 struggling heavily to read a book so um i picked a book to read because uh it's mentioned in the one of the previous books that i've read uh there is a film based on the book i'm reading i won't go into too much detail other than i will say i'm reading this book um and i would got to the point where i was like yeah, i really want to read that because i want to see like what connection was what similarities there are what um you know what it takes what kind of book you need to have to then get a to then get a movie i mean the story itself is um 
it's very I don't know what you would say like I was going to say like extravagant but I don't think that's the right word um, so I'm reading this book I have nearly given up reading this book I'm going to say about four times now like the kind of Excuse my language, but like the kind of, oh, fuck this shit, I'm not reading this fucking book anymore. Kind of nearly given up reading it. Um, I'm here for one reason, people. I'm here to get the nitty gritty on the story that I saw on in the movie. That's what I want. That's what I'm here for. Now, admittedly, the book gave me more than that already. And the stuff that it gave me some of the stuff it gave me i was like hells yeah let's hear about this i'm interested i'm 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 with you but there are other aspects of this book that <coughs> i just i'm reading it i'm like i don't care i'm not here for this it's Hard to explain, which is probably not great for a podcast. Um, but when it's that kind of... When you're reading somebody's beliefs, and those beliefs are the opposite of your beliefs, let's say. When you're reading about somebody who lives in a different country, and the way that they look at their country is very different to the way to the way the rest of the world looks at their country um it's it's tough sledding and the book's like 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 400 pages or something and i got 200 pages in and was like well, we haven't got to the story yet. And then we got to the story, the bit that the, the, the film's based on. So like I say, over halfway through the book, uh, then the story kicks in. It's like, cool, at least I'm going to get like 200 pages of this book where I don't have to deal with like these very strong opinions from earlier in the book. Uh, but no, the, the way the book is written is that they still manage to get those very strong opinions in. So you kind of have this effect of, okay, cool. Oh, that's interesting. All oh, right. Okay. That happened. All right. And then bang, it punches you in the mouth by forcing these opinions on you. Um, I was saying to somebody the other day, I was like, literally, there have been two books in recent times that I've given up reading. One of them, because I was like, did did a six-year-old write this? Because it feels like a six-year-old wrote this. Now, I have the reading age of about a six-year-old, so you'd think I'd be all right with it, but it was, it was so two-dimensional. It was just like, is this a genuine story that somebody has written and released? It was the most cliched story I've, I've ever had the misfortune of having to deal with and getting... X number of chapters in, I went, this book is not for me. And I 
put that book down. That book is still on my bedside table at this point in time. The other book that I, re that I recently stopped reading wasn't wasn't fully because I wasn't enjoying it. Um, I wasn't overly enjoying it, but I stopped reading it because another book that I was really wanting to read was released. So I read that instead. So I still have the intention of going back to the book I was reading. Um, and I haven't stopped reading this book that I'm reading now. I've just really wanted to at various points. I had this amazing experience, which has just grown and grown and grown. Um, I realised recently that, I, that the age I am at now, when so uh, no, that's not the word I was looking for. When associating, let's go with that one. Associating with people of a similar age to me, you end up with a very similar effect. Um, so it goes like this: Did you have a good Christmas and New Year? Yeah, Christmas was fine. How was your new year? Yeah, it was quiet. Real quiet. How was yours? Yeah, oh, quiet. Quiet. Cool. Then another person comes along of a similar age. Hi, how are you doing? How are you? Are you well? How was your new year? Yeah, it was quiet. Real quiet. Yours? Yeah, quiet. Real quiet. Then another person comes into the same situation. Hi, how are you? You all right? Yeah. Did you have a good New Year? Yeah, it was real quiet. You? Yeah, just quiet, really. Just quiet. I was at home. I was in bed by eight. Yeah. A friend of mine, he said he was in bed by eight as well. Another person comes into that situation. Hi, you all right? Yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. Did you have a good New Year? Yeah, it was real quiet. You? Yeah, just quiet. Quiet, yeah. So over the course of that one situation, there was like six people who had all said they had a quiet New Year. By the time the last person entered into this conversation, I was howling. I was I was saying to I was saying to my brother-in-law, I was like, I love the fact that I've finally reached an age now where if I say to somebody, Did you have a good New Year? their answer is, oh, it was real quiet. And my answer is also, yeah, it was quiet. Too old for that nonsense. So then, several days later, um, spent time with a different group of people. Oh, how was your Christmas? I've not seen you since Christmas. No, I haven't seen you since Christmas. Oh, okay, yeah, it was, it was, you know, family, a bit quiet. Um, oh, how was your new year? Uh, yeah, it was quiet. It was, uh, yeah quiet yours yeah just quiet really cool um turn to the next person and and how was your new year yeah it was real quiet cool and it's just <laughs> i was talking about like, it's a much bigger and a much longer conversation but saying to people of of, of of my age or a similar age to me um the thought of doing some of the stuff that i used to do at new year now makes my bones ache like somebody had said something about oh, i couldn't imagine going out and i was just like Ugh. oh the thought of it uh, 
like where we were all comparing like at various points we were all comparing like the different sort of nights the different sort of standard new year's night out and just like oh god and everybody's like god can you imagine if you if you were doing that now <sighs> yes it's old but it's also kind of comforting which i think is also you know an age thing i guess um so i know i keep talking about it and i know i keep saying it and i know i keep talking about this but um have failed quite miserably uh in the in the new and improved version of getting up early um it is not going well um especially when your alarm starts going off at half six and you get out of bed you know more like half seven or eight it's not going well it's it's not going well so all i do now is spend my time going if i'd have got up early this morning this wouldn't be a problem whatever it is whatever the situation any situation when i've got to go out and run when i've got to go in the gym and work out when i've got to take the dog for a walk when i've got to take one of the children somewhere when i have to do any job every single thing in my life right now comes back to if i'd have just got up earlier this morning things would have been fine by now things would have been fine I don't know what I don't know what the solution is, I don't know what the answer is, I don't know what you know, I've even started watching videos on, you know, how to get up early. Five easy steps to get out of bed. You know, all this. Do you know do you know what? There are no easy steps. Because ultimately the alarm goes off and you go, F this, I'm tired. And you go back to sleep. But, X number of hours later, when all I can think is, if I'd have got out of bed two hours earlier, this wouldn't be a problem right now. It's it's become all-consuming. Yet, not consuming enough to get up early enough. So it's time to get drastic. It's time for drastic measures what that is still trying to work that out um apparently i'm going to get up at five in the morning i'll let you know how that one goes um went to do a park run on saturday which i did manage to go up for um go up went park run took dog job done now then that all sounds great and and fancy and and funky and and, and wonderful apart from when the day when the day starts like this oh my word it's so windy out there and it's raining sideways it's gonna be a great day for a run is what i hear from the landing 
and I go, Ugh. And a little part of me dies. Yes, it was um, blowing a gale. And it was raining sideways. And I had a park run to go and do. Now then, what came first? The chicken or the egg? Did I not get a parkrun personal best this week? Because A, it was raining and windy. Or B, because I was told that it was raining and windy. Because the rain had actually stopped by the time the parkrun started. Um... I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I have issues with the park run that I go to. I used to go to a different one. And it was fine, and it was great, and it was like a, a real... There, was, there seemed to be like real camaraderie at the, at the park run that I used to go to. Um, but I don't go to that one. I go to the one that's, you know, over the road from my house, because that makes sense. However... I have issues with the the local park run and probably not issues that I should really voice. Um, they are issues that do impact the running of the park run. Um, it's just... I had a situation happen to me this 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 afternoon, early evening, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's five o'clock, but it's dark. What 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 is that? Is it afternoon or is it evening? Um, I went to go and pick my youngest daughter up, and I got parked, and I went, "Oh, this is an interesting parking situation because I've got to park on the road." But the first person that has parked has parked a little bit too far along. Now, I'm going to go and park at the other end of this bit of road, um, which unfortunately means that although there will be a gap between me and the other car, there won't be enough of a gap to get a third car in. Um, however, as I'm walking away from the car, I see a car attempting a parallel park between myself and the other car in question. Um, I went, well, I know for a fact that you're not going to get that car in there because you haven't got enough room to get it in. So feel free to have your best shot at performing this parking manoeuvre, but ultimately you will realise it's not possible. You'll give up and you'll go and find somewhere else to park. I collected my daughter. I came out to find two things. One, the car that had attempted the parallel park had managed to get in to the space. Sort of. Two-thirds of their car were in the space. So, you know, that's something, I suppose. Points for effort. However, somebody had decided to park in front of me now, 
hands down single most inconsiderate place anybody could have parked because it's actually blocking the property any logical human being would have thought yeah i shouldn't really park here because nobody's going to be able to get out if i park here um Obviously, in the process of realising that this person was doing something that was inconsiderate and probably shouldn't have done it, they went, ah, but if, my, if I pull my car really far forward, then that makes it okay. So I return to my vehicle to find that I have one foot behind and one foot in front to get my car out this is on a very busy road that has, has traffic going down it non-stop and it's one of those that with all this on-street parking one side of the road is blocked so uh so that was fun and you know what i said when i returned home having dealt with this parking nightmare I said, do you know what the people that go to the local park run do when they're not at the local park run? They go and park down that road at a particular time of day. Because the similarities between the kind of people that would perform that sort of parking and the kind of people that attend my local park run they're, they're, they must be the same people. Um, I, I I wonder where it all went wrong. So there is there is an um, an an impending. Trying out all these new words. I don't think I'm using them right. You have like impending doom. So yeah, that probably works. Let's move on. Um, with There is a birthday coming in this house. Yes, I agree. It's very inconsiderate of somebody to have a birthday this close to um, that thing that happens at the back end of the year. Um, but it is what it is. So, to be super prepared for said birthday and decided to go and do all of the shopping for for the birthday all of my children are different they're all different they're all their own person they've all got their own personalities um some of them are funny some of them are serious but not too serious some of them are hilarious some of them are uh, are off in their own little world and i love them all individually and collectively however when you decide to be proactive and go and get all of your daughter's birthday presents um you know, a couple of weeks in advance, nice and prepared. Order a few bits from the tinterwebs. To then realise that 
all all of my children are a mix. Um, like one of my children um, loves activities, loves to sit down and do stuff, um, and has a variety of different activities that she loves to sit down and do. Um, I've had a realization that one of my children doesn't necessarily need toys to be able to play. Again, not not a bad thing. Not not a bad not a problem. Not a you know. It's not like oh you should you know you can only play if you're holding this toy. That's not that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying she just doesn't need. To have a toy in her hand to go and to go and play. I was talking about it today and I was saying, you know, I I was I was a mixture, I was a little bit like that. I, I when I was little I had, I had a very good imagination. Um but I used toys as props for my imagination. Um and one of my daughters doesn't doesn't need that. Is is almost completely self sufficient, which is a bit of a it's a bit of a pain when you realise that after buying loads of toys. So then I'm in this. I'm I'm in then in a predicament. A predicament, and the predicament is: what do I now do with the toys? Do I take them back? And, and just go, you know, here's a couple of things that you might like, you might enjoy. Not everything I bought was toys, I will say this. I didn't just go, here's a load of toys, go nuts. There's, there are some doing things, there are some activity things, there are some um, arts and crafts. We like arts and crafts in our house. But there are some toys. And I'm now like... Can you... Can you take, can you buy a load of toys to then take those toys back to then tell one of your children, hey, I realise that you don't need the toys, so I didn't get you any? I mean, that just sounds awful to, awful to me. It's like, I didn't, I didn't buy you any toys for your birthday. That, that sounds, is it me? Am I, am I the one that you know? I love toys. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do for best. If I'm like, hey, you know, I bought you, I bought you some paper to draw on. She'd love it. But is that the same as I didn't buy you any toys to play with? I don't. So I'm stuck in this predicament now, where I'm like. Do I just take the toys back? Do I still give her the toys? Hey, hey, here's a load of toys that you might not want to play with. I don't know what to do. What should I do? Write in and let me know. I'm serious. If you've got any ideas, I, I'm, I'm all ears. Hey, it's time for the weekly, uh, the weekly Sunday update. The Sunday update is obviously when I tell you about how difficult it is trying to get all of your all of your numbers on a Sunday, which is rest day. We all know that I got like 
super into like going swimming on a Sunday because it was a it was an easy win. Swimming uses a lot of um, a lot of energy, a lot of muscles. Um, it's good for you. Blah 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 blah. Ultimately, you jump in the swimming pool, and an hour later, you've got a thousand of the two thousand that you need. Add to that taking the dog for a long walk, and taking the dog for another long walk, and being a dad, bing bang bong, you've got all of your numbers for the day. So yesterday, I wanted to go swimming. However, not going to lie, swimming causes problems in our house. Um, because, for one reason or another, we can't all go swimming. So we then have to make a decision, who's going to go swimming? And that then causes upset, like genuine upset. And I can understand it. But from, and I don't want to be... I was going to say from a purely selfish reason, but it's not a, it's not selfish in the way that you would think. I want my children to go swimming because I want them to learn how to swim and I want them to stop being afraid of the water and I want them to be proficient in the pool and I want them to achieve things that they that they maybe think they can't. You know, however you want to look at that sort of thing. So I want them to go swimming. Bonus points for me, because I get those, what I consider to be free, free numbers. So I get to go and get some numbers in the pool. My children get to experience time in the water and in the pool. And hopefully, magically decide that they're going to actually try and swim. Anyway. I had been convinced that swimming wasn't the right move for yesterday. So all I said was, that's fine. We'll find other activities to do. Obviously, there's, you know, we're going to take the dog for a long walk, blah, 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 blah. While simultaneously knowing that it was going to put a real dent in the numbers that I need to achieve. So, took the dog for a long walk, got back, did... Um, lunch and then everyone sat down to watch a movie later in the day took the dog for another long walk not as long but still long got back and i went cool i need 800 of the 2000 that i need each day so that's me getting getting on the treadmill so I went on the treadmill for 35 minutes before tea. And I was like, right, that's that's 400 of the 800 that I need. So ultimately, I'll have my tea, I'll have a little rest, I'll get back on the treadmill, do another 35 minutes, and that's that. It's not ideal, it's not great, but it is what it is. Between finishing my tea, setting an alarm for like half an hour to let my tea settle, and getting back on the treadmill, something happened because 
I was on the treadmill for 53 minutes to get another 400 compared to the 400 that I needed that I got that I got for doing 35 minutes. Now, if I'm honest, I believe that there was uh, a difference in incline that may have caused the issue. Um, does mean that I was on the treadmill for an hour and 28 minutes yesterday evening. Um, I managed to do yoga. Uh, it was like before lunch or something, I managed to get, get my yoga in. Um, by the time I stepped, uh, by the time I'd hit about 40 minutes on the treadmill last night, I could physically feel my the 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 muscles down the back of my thighs just tightening it's like somebody had grabbed the top and the bottom and was just twisting and twisting and twisting and with every step it just got tighter and tighter and tighter and i was like i'm really glad that i did all that yoga this afternoon because uh i'm gonna be really tight by the time i've done all this <sighs> what What is it that I'm supposed to do on a Sunday? Swimming was swimming was a hack. But if I can't swim, I need an activity that gets through those numbers like, you know, quickly. Um any suggestions would be amazing. Um, I've just realised that I've got the same thing written on my list twice. Must have been important. Um, I went back to work today. After my six six months off work, I went back to work today. It was... It was fine. To a degree, it was fine. Some aspects were, were painful. Other aspects were not as painful as I expected. And some things were like I'd never been away. So you'd smash all that together and ultimately it was fine. The, the thing that I've written on my list twice is the fact that um, the one thing I needed to do today was to, to get up nice and early and get out there and get my run done. As it was, um, it wasn't meant to be apparently. According to me it wasn't meant to be <sighs> ultimately you know treadmill um it it maybe wasn't as bad as i thought it was going to be um but yeah that's it now Back to the grind. Nose to the grindstone and all of that. Um, see what this week brings. Um, it's very much getting back back to everything now. There's going to be, um, you know, getting back to the way things were. Um, so, yeah. That's, uh, that's the week. But the fun doesn't stop there, kids. Um, TV shows. Uh, 
the only the only TV I've watched is uh, me and Leanne started to watch Pam and Tommy. We've watched the first two episodes, watched one the other day, then we watched one this evening. Um, first episode was good, enjoyable, definitely cut, sort of put you in the camp of wanting to watch more. Um, one of the issues was that the first episode felt um, felt quite unrealistic. If I'm honest, um, I think from the like the real story, the true story about what happened, and the and the version they're telling in the show, they're very different. Um, I know there's been a little bit of controversy around the show, um, so there's that. I know there's been some things that have been um, <sighs> publicised, I suppose. Um, watch the second episode in some ways i feel that there's no reason they couldn't have done the second episode as the first episode and towards the back end of the second episode i was like oh man this is this is some tough sledding um land spoke to a couple of her friends who said that they'd both independently started it as a show and only got so far for a variety of different reasons so i'm not sure sort of how i'm feeling about that you know i i will see how it goes um yeah movies lots of movies mm, one of them is a new film so i'm gonna i'm gonna gloss over so i've put stuff on on the list that i've seen a lot and anyway let's just get into it um as you will know from last week i was working my way through the oceans films um so i watched oceans 13 finishing the oceans trilogy i am aware there are other oceans movies but i haven't seen them and have no real interest in seeing it um i think it's one of those things oceans 13 is better than oceans 12 but not as good as oceans 11 it's as simple as that um oceans 12 is terrible it's just it's it's a bad film and i said that last week oceans 11 is fantastic oceans 13 yeah it's just not as good as 11 it, it towards the back end it gets a bit sketchy with some of the stuff that's happening you're a bit like uh, let's let's wrap this up shall we let's wrap this up quickly um me and leon sat down to watch bullet train i have obviously already seen bullet train and have already reviewed it uh, i did wonder what it would be like for a second watch through uh land promptly uh fell asleep um almost immediately and slept through pretty much the entire film so uh so there was that um she is she has since been banned from watching movies um it was great it was great uh one the one thing i will say watching it the second time <clears throat> it's great for like two-thirds didn't really realize watching it the first time that it gets a bit it gets a bit slow towards the back end um obviously one you know it it, it does ramp up 
just before the end. But there is a bit of a, a lull just before the end. Um, so if you haven't seen it and you plan on watching it, you know, see what you think, see if you agree or disagree. It's entirely up to you. Um, <clears throat> I Now then, how can I wear this? I bought myself a gift at Christmas. But that's not true. I pre-ordered something at Christmas because it wasn't due to come out until New Year's Eve. And I was like, hey, that's amazing. If I can get that for New Year's Eve, there's my New Year's Eve movie sorted. Didn't work out like that, but that's fine. Um, As some people, many people, a few people may or may not know, I, um, I enjoy the work of Kevin Smith. Uh, if you go to the if you go to the website, I'm pretty sure Kevin Smith's mentioned on the website. Um, <clears throat> I saw I saw Clerks when I was about sixteen, I think, and then I think I've seen all. No, that's not true. I haven't seen all of Kevin Smith's films because I've not seen Jersey Girl. Um. <clears throat> So, Clerks 3 was due to be released um, on Blu-ray on New Year's Eve. Perfect, he thought. I'll get that, he thought. It did turn up uh, in time, but I didn't watch it then. And I was like, man, I really need to get... I've got loads of films for Christmas and I haven't watched any of them. Really need to get around to watching this. Um, I've been trying to watch a Batman animated movie, which is actually two animated movies in one. It's three hours long, and I still haven't finished it. Um, So, one evening... Was it Saturday? Doesn't even matter. Anyway, one evening, I sat down, I was like, I'm going to watch Clerks 3. From the trailer... You get a pretty good idea of what it's about. It's it's going to be um, a little bit of like some some stuff from from Kevin Smith's life <clears throat> used as a catalyst for the story. Um, you can get that from the trailer. That's not spoiling anything. Sat down. I put the film on with an idea of what to expect. The first third of the film, I was like, oh man, I don't think I like this film. It felt weird. It was like the actors were playing characters of their characters. It was so, it was, that's the only way that I could find to kind of explain it. It was like, they were playing people who were playing their characters. It was like inception acting. It's like they'd not done it for that long that they didn't know how to do it anymore. Like that kind of thing. It was weird. And I didn't like it. And I was like, man, this film's actually had some reasonably, you know, some good reviews. How? A little while later, they got into sort of the the nitty gritty of the film, what the film was going to be about, what the film is about, how it's going to go. Now then, just to go back a little bit, early on, really early on in the film, 
they brought in a subject matter which is a very very difficult subject matter for me personally um as a completely unrelated subject i cannot watch the film the disney movie up without crying like a baby because the disney movie up has a particular theme um certain things really upset me and early on in clerks 3 they went oh uh, we're gonna put this in right at the start of the film hope you don't mind and i went don't 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 do that because that's going to ruin the experience for me it was fine i was fine i made it all the way through to the back third of the film and i was like hey i'm, do I'm doing well here there's been there's been bits pulled on 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 my personal feelings and my personal heartstrings but i am okay i am intact i am fine i think we're going to be okay and at the point that i thought yep yeah, definitely going to get through this intact there was a twist and i went oh, 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 oh mm, yeah not sure mm, don't know about this one really this is the way we're going to go and i was i was ready to light this film on fire reviews wise i was like i can't wait until i get on that podcast on monday to talk about how terrible this film was and then the twist took a turn and i started crying like a baby and a phrase i've heard recently that i believe the the, the children use is ugly cry and if there was ever a description for the, the for the kind of crying that was coming out of me at that point in time, it was definitely an ugly cry. And from that point on, to the point the credits rolled and beyond, I cried and cried and cried and cried. Because, apparently... When Kevin Smith was writing this film, he went, oh, can you just really quickly get me a checklist of all the things that uh, that Andy Cook gets really emotional about? Because I want to make sure I get all of them into the back end of this film. Do that real quick for me so I can just finish up writing this movie. Holy shit balls! I said to Leanne the next day, I was like, hey, I watched that film last night. She was like, oh yeah. I was like, yeah, I am traumatised. I am actually traumatized by that film. I was... That film has changed me because of how upsetting it was. It's made me question aspects of my life because of how upset I was. I... I didn't expect it to go that way. It was that bad that when I thought about the fact that I'd watched it the next day... It upset me. So, yeah. You know, it's that... You know, somebody's going to go, well, was it a good film? I, I don't know. Maybe. It was just... It was traumatic. 
like really traumatic I don't know I don't know how to explain it other than that um or it's two of the films one of them I'm going to gloss over real quick because I think I talk about it at least once a week uh, but I watched The Big Short absolutely love that film for all the wrong reasons um I've got, to, I've got to the point now where I'm like, I'm pretty sure they should show this film as part of, like, school. There should be, like, a lesson at some point in school where they're like, and in today's lesson, you will sit down and watch The Big Shot. It's... It's a great film. It's really well done. And it's just absolute insanity that it is obviously a true story. Uh, moving on from that, I was like, oh, man... I really want to watch. Um, I really want to watch the first John Wick movie. I haven't seen it for a little while. I, you know, certain films I like to you know rewatch now and then to just keep, you know, keep it in the old brain. Um, Amazon Prime have had two and three on there for for ages. Pretty sure three went on there almost immediately after it had come out. I was like. Okay, I have my opinions about the the current three John Wick films. There is a fourth on its way, but I just wanted to talk briefly about the first one that I have watched recently. I think John, the first John Wick, is an absolute masterpiece. I think that it's probably going to have to go into the category of a perfect film. Now then. Before everybody gets all heated up, the way I describe it is a perfect film does not mean it's the best film. It doesn't have to be the best film ever made to be perfect. Perfect is the story's great. It's shot well. The, you know, the the theme, the feel, the like every aspect of it is perfect but that doesn't make that doesn't necessarily instantly mean that it's the best film ever made i'll give you an example and i say this every time i have to explain what i mean when i say the perfect film serenity is a perfect film but it's not the best film so like every it's that thing like every minute, every moment, every shot, every everything about it is perfect. It couldn't have been done better. The story's great. The the martial arts are great. The shooting's great. The guns are great. The way the guns sound are amazing. The way that they use the guns to not only shoot but fight. The I love a revenge movie. I'm not I'm not gonna sugarcoat that one. I love a revenge movie. It's a, a perfect film. There is one thing, one thing only that I do wish about John Wick. And that is that they'd have left it as just that film. I feel it would have had even more impact. If they'd have just left it alone. Because. 
John Wick 2 is a significant step down. And by the third one, I think I've seen the third one once, maybe twice. And it's just not even in the same league as the first one. And yes, we've got another one coming. I'm sure that one will be brilliant. Uh, Computer games. I've only played two computer games this week. And um, one more than the other. And the one I've been playing might surprise you. I was was hardcore playing Need for Speed Unbound. um, But realised that playing Need for Speed Unbound is like hitting yourself in the face with a claw hammer. On one hand, I get what they tried to do. On the other hand, I hate survival games. Because all survival games have the same problem. You are forever on the back foot. You never have enough resource. You can never get enough resource. You can never hold enough resource. And the moment you need to build something or do something, you haven't got enough resource. That is the survival game in a nutshell. A game that tells you, you haven't got enough to do the one thing you want to do. That's that. Need for Speed Unbound uses the survival game principle, you don't have enough, as its core. And yet you don't realise that until it's too late. So basically, you've got one week to end up with four cars of different um, grades and $20,000. So I got to the last day of the week and I had just managed to get two cars and $12,000. So it goes, oh, now then, you've reached you've reached the end of the week and you don't have enough money and you don't have enough cars. So what you can do is you can go back, back in time, to Friday, which gives you the opportunity to complete some more races, get some more money, get some more cars. And I went, oh, okay, that's fine. I was kind of curious what would happen once I reached the end of the week without the requirements. So you go back to Friday and you go to the rate to do the races and it goes, okay, you give me $4,000 and you can enter this race with the possibility of winning $12,000. Cracking start. The only problem is you only win $12,000 if you come first. So it's 12 for first, 8 for second, 6 for third. And then it's like, you know, two for fourth and nothing after that. Well, I very, not quickly, I realized after a while that it's going to cost you $4,000 and you're not going to come first because it's impossible to win a race in Need for Speed Unbound. So, after you've spent $4,000, and let's say you come fourth, so you get $2,000, you are $2,000 worse off. 
interesting for a game that wants you to earn $20,000. Uh, okay, well, what if we enter the race that will allow me to win a car? Yeah, you can win a car if you come first. And if you don't come first, there's nothing else. There's no prize money. So you pay X amount of money to get into the race. You don't win a car and you don't win any money. So again, you're going backwards. Okay, well, let's try a different race. I can enter this race for free. But I can only win $3,000. If I come first, which I won't. So I was like, right, it's time to be sneaky. There's races here that I can't enter because my car, my current car levels are too high. So I used the money that I had to buy a lower car. I had an A and an A+. So I bought a B, which opened up a whole host of races at B level. But I bought a B car with no upgrades. So you take your B car, you go to a B car race, you do a B car race, and you come pretty much last. Okay, who can tell me how much money I'm getting for last? Yeah. I, in some ways, I can kind of understand the way that they've gone about doing this. I'm like, oh, we're going we're to try something new. We're going to try something different. They've got that god-awful heat system. So when you complete races during the day, you, you gather heat, as in police-wanted level. When you do races at, light, at night, you also gain heat. It goes up exponentially in both day and night. So all you really want to do is get back to your base to clear that heat level... Because otherwise, you spend 45 minutes driving away from the police with their helicopters and high-speed vehicles and spend your entire time wondering, was this really the plan for this game? Because who in their right mind wants to do this shit for days on end? So I reached a point where I was like, ah, this is actually pointless. If you go back to the way that I reviewed the four games that I got for Christmas, and by review I meant very quick, rough reviews, it might surprise you to hear, to find out, that the game that I went from Need for Speed to was Saints Road, the game I probably reviewed the least. The one that I went, it's just terrible. Some part of me felt like I needed to play Saints Row, having smash myself in the face with a claw hammer, or as it's also known, spent a week playing Need for Speed. <sighs> I'm not going to lie. It's not a good game. But, very much like in The Dark Knight, it is the game that we need right now. I need a bad game. I need a game that doesn't punch me in the face for 45 minutes before I just decide to turn it off and stare at a blank screen instead. I need a game that when I shoot a car it explodes for absolutely no reason. However, Saints Row does something which is to me like a cardinal sin for an open world game. 
because it just tells you the one thing you don't want to know. Every single mission you get, it goes, okay, here's your mission, and you need to go here. It's literally the other side of the city, and it's going to take you probably 15 minutes to get there. So you drive and drive and drive and drive for very, very long time to do a mission which is very similar to the last mission that you did because all missions are basically the same. And then once you've completed it, you select to do another mission and, oh, there we go, it's over the other side of the city, is it? Okay, cool, I'll drive there then. It's a trick that game developers use to mask the fact that their games are empty and there's nothing to do. How quickly do you think it gets beyond annoying? Um, so, of the four games that I got for Christmas, not not super enjoying two of them. So we're at fifty percent so far. Uh, and as I said about the other two games, with uh, Callisto having some bonkers mechanics that they decided to put into it which made me instantly dislike it and marvel suns being like yeah we're just going to send wave and wave and wave of enemy at you to drive you up the wall this is this is basically the games market that we've that we've worked so hard to get that we've spent millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and billions on to get us to here, ladies and gentlemen, where every game that gets released is mediocre and expensive. Anywho, that's the podcast for this week. Um, for a man who, up until two days ago, had very little to talk about, I didn't do bad for an hour and 13 minutes. Um, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for joining me. And uh, yeah. I'll I'll maybe see you next week. Cool. So there you go, watch things that. Another one done, another week gone. Before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Drop any reviews you want to drop. Jump over to the website, cookiecast.com. Check out our social media links and our email button for you to get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Till next time, I'm gonna say bye and I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Quickie Cast.